Hello there. I'm back to normal. See, Charlie, this is episode 49 of the Holocron Chronicles. My name is Mark, a.k.a. The Canardian, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie. Woo! Dragon Snakes represent. Dragon Snakes. I love that name. You got got dragons, you got snakes. You got, you got, yep, that's our, that's our X-Wing squad. So it would be if we could ever, you know, get it all together. But you know, it exists out there in the headcanon, which is what so much of this is all about. So yeah, look at that. Back. Party time. Whoops, we're losing our guest. Whoops, we're we're, we're losing the voice from a distance. (laughs) So that voice that you heard is our guest, Louis, a.k.a. Dins Jaren uh three two seven yep on twitter right uh times two i keep thinking there's an underscore somewhere but there is not (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to make sure i got the letters right it's going to be in the show notes i hope people will follow you as they listen in and everything but uh you know we we like to to learn a little bit about our guests when we get new people on and today's going to be no different but i have to ask charlie something first charlie a dragon snake Dragon what? Snake is, oh, I'm sorry, you should ask a question before I start. Yeah, talking. no, that, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Is it more like a dragon-sized snake, or is it more like a snake-sized dragon? Is along the lines of a duck-sized horse or a horse-sized duck? <laughs> <laughs> and, no, it's a, which, the, dra- the Dragon Snake is, though not spoken in canon, and I don't know if it's been made canonical by the comics, whatever it is, that okay. is the... Um, Swamp creature, the bog creature that attempts to eat R2 on Dagobah. Oh, that is a dragon okay, snake. Okay, 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 okay. Therefore, right. the impracticality of the name of it going outside of Dagobah, a hidden lost mm-hmm. planet, you don't want to get too far into the weeds and trying to logic that, but it sounds super cool. So a number of years back with some uh, a friend group I don't hang out with anymore, one of them created this. I named it one of them. One of them created this logo. So I still wear it with pride. All right. Would you rather fight one dragon-sized snake or a hundred snake-sized dragons? Um, There's no great answer to that question. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I think you'd probably do better off snake-sized, snake-sized dragons because you could squish them, where right. the, the dragon-sized snake take it could out. just yeah. swallow you up whole. I mean, they got fireballs and, you know... They're coming at you. You guys watch Stranger Things when they those things was eating up uh, Eddie. Like I don't oh, know. Yeah. That Very didn't true. look pleasant. <laughs> yes, but then you consider how things ended on House of Dragons last night. If you haven't seen it, I have not. I it's have a, not. I, right, I didn't see it, but I saw some of the like the, the clips and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like oh yeah, my god, no! I've uh, uh, my old my old girlfriend Courtney was posting meme after meme after meme immediately, and it was just yeah. I, I swear the meme makers were on that as it was happening instantly yeah it's it's crazy i don't know how they make gifts that fast it's it's there are so many series to get into recently it's it's so hard it's so hard there's a lot going on and you know not not too much time but i still need i want to watch the whole lord of the rings so i can get into yeah uh, theories coming in yeah it's weird yeah i haven't watched a single bit of the lord of the Rings series but if i put on my quest two uh virtual reality i'm i'm in like one of the sets uh they they oh just launched like a, a lord of the rings virtual oh. environment and so that's what i go into and i'm like i haven't seen a frame of the show but uh hey let's let's go to middle earth wow, just put, uh, put, put me on the deck of an imperial cruiser with the lightsaber with that i mean come on oh, vader immortal for that one. Oh yeah. man vader immortal that game is unbelievable 
I will so, sit there for hours in that lightsaber dojo. I don't do well yes. at all, but, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I was just doing beat saber before we got here. And that's, that's kind of a little bit more high energy of the, mm-hmm. the lightsaber dojo, but I do like the dojo. Oh, uh, we might have to have you back. I'd love to talk about some uh, Vader immortal. little bit Oh, of story absolutely. Oh, anytime. For, for another time. But right now I want to learn a little more about you. So start off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, you know, I love Star Wars. You know, I I work in science, so you know, just everything about science and science fiction just has always, you know, appealed to me. And I feel like Star Wars is just one of those like so many things can happen that it's so hard to like. For, and it's not like something that people think like, oh, that that's make believe, but because it's so like it seems so genuine, especially with this like with Andor the way that things are coming out. Like I was watching um. I think it was John Favreau saying uh, about the Mandalorian where he likes to make, or maybe it was Dave Filoni, but one of them were talking about how they like to make the sequences in their scenes look realistic. You know, like it was talking about the crane pulling out uh Mando ship from the water, you know? And he was like, it wouldn't just happen like that. You have to like make it look somewhat real. And I just, I enjoy that they've always done that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love Star Wars. That's, that's pretty much Oh, I mean, a lot about it. There's a lot more, but we only have so much time. <laughs> Even from the start, that's, I think, something that that a lot of people appreciated about Star Wars was it's it's like a lived-in science yeah. fiction. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like things look used. They look dirty. They look like they've been built and rebuilt and like scrapped together like the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that adds, like you said, this level of like realism or something to it that's a little bit easier to grasp than like hey here's a whole bunch of really shiny shit that's like exactly yeah just you know yeah yeah, like it didn't take long what do we at the six minutes flat like in star trek where they can (laughs) louis my 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 primary thing i do in this network is i run a star trek show and i am i'm not a star trek guy i'm the star trek guy kind of in the world in general but uh yeah with with star trek they can they can I have replicators so they can you know fashion new parts whatever it is but star wars and to a point Battlestar galacto which i would love uh for mark to watch someday get into it. um is just everything is just beat up and run down and by the time you get to the ot you know 20 years after um after you know the fall of the republic and whatever it is and you're getting the fledgling rebellion which is obviously what we're seeing in andor they're just cobbling shit together and cobbling shit together and the greatest example is in the clone wars where they have those beautiful pristine y-wings with oh all the housing and the painting is beautiful and then by the time you see when they're in the rebellion all the housings are gone and the paint is trash and it's like it's like you're driving around in the vista cruiser from that 70s show (laughs) trying to blow up the empire that's what that's what that's the basically the military mind of the rebellion but you know what they still did it they still managed to get the job done in the vista cruiser I'm all for it. Yeah. No, it's exactly. It's like, you don't see, I do. I just, uh, I didn't, I've never watched Star Trek before. I just got into Star Trek next generation. I like it. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but I'm I'm having a good time watching so far. And then, you know, once I get through all these other series, I want to branch out into more, uh, more Star Trek, but, uh, I would, I would, I would love a first timers perspective. Yeah. You, you can come back in the show at some point and talk about the animated lower decks once Mark finally watches one, which is I have to watch that. <laughs> a very long time ago. Hard, hard to keep up. But um, I digress. <laughs> so 
Before I get into the usual questions that I ask people, there's something interesting about you, especially in your Twitter profile, where it says you you have a goal of being a Star Wars writer. So I have to ask a couple of questions first. Sure. Is what's your preferred medium? When you say writer, do you mean you want to write a book? You want to write a comic series? You want to write uh, a script for a movie? You want to what? What's what's the writing? What what? Uh, uh, I enjoy writing writing book. I would love to write a comic, but I just, I don't think, I think writing a comic takes a certain skill, you know, that's a little, that's different than writing a book, you know, just like you have to take, like fill in a resume, you know, the one that everyone says, you know, put everything on one page, you know, like you have to take the most important parts of their conversations, you know, and make it significant for, you know, for a comic, but in a book, mm-hmm. you can kind of, you know, draw it out. And uh, I, I enjoyed doing that recently though, especially with a bunch of series coming out, I've kind of find myself, you know, making their interactions seem more like, oh, this would make more sense, like, in a series or in, like, you know, people talking to each other as opposed to, like, in a book. So i kind of having a hard time doing that, but I, I enjoy writing books. You could just sit there and just write forever. You know, once you get going, it gets going. Once once you stop, though, like, you know, sometimes it is hard to, it is hard to get back to it once that flow is, you know, gone. But <laughs> Absolutely. Uh so what's what's your dream Star Wars story? Is it something completely original set in a different time or is it something that happens during kind of a, an established known universe I, time that we've seen? I would like to write about well, what I'm currently writing about and what I would like to maybe one day have this published. Um, it would be it's it's about not necessarily Mace Windu, but he, he was alive after, I mean, in my, in my canon, but uh, he was alive after and he finds a force sensitive. He trains them. He's not in it. He's just really in the beginning. He like kind of comes back more in memory. And it's this young Padawan that he took on kind of trying to, you know, like work with his like Vapod, Vapod, you know, a lot of people pronounce it differently, mm-hmm. but trying to find that balance between light and dark that Mace Windu found so well. And so it leads them to getting into some missions. You know, sometimes, you know, they dabble more into like Jedi teachings and, you know, the Jedi holocrons, but like, you know, sometimes they might fall into a Sith holocron, you know, and kind of dabble into, into a little bit of that. And not, I don't think that you can use both light side and dark side. I see a lot of people arguing on Twitter, Twitter over that, but mm-hmm. you can definitely learn about it, you know, and like, you know, follow some sort of some sort of mindset. So it's kind of like this Padawan finding their struggle between light and dark. And because, you know, especially with Mace Windu, you know, he was able to, you know, kind of perfect that, you know, so mm-hmm. I, that's what I would like to, to write about. But I like anything. I, I saw something about, um, I saw an image of young Yoda. And he had, you know, these like dreads on him and he had, you know, some like he had, like three lightsabers for whatever reason on him. But, you know, it was awesome. And I was like, you know, writing something about a younger Yoda, you know, maybe, you know, he's 300 or 400 years old, whatever his prime would be. But uh, I, I think something like that would also be pretty cool. I'm, I also love awesome. you know, the Old Republic. I love the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I'd, I'd read any single one of those. Oh, but man. I'd only read the Yoda story if he talked normally through the whole thing and then got kicked by a horse at the end, and that's how he talked backwards. That's the <laughs> only way. Just a space horse just kicks him, and he's like, he ooh, hurt little- that did. And people are like, dude, you okay? He's like, he's he's fine, I am. He got a little wonky. <laughs> like, Yoda, I don't think you're okay. You should see a space doctor. And he's just like, nah. He got a little wonky, kicked by a donkey. Oh, <laughs> ouch. A comment on that. Someone was saying... Uh, in if 
Yaddle comes out and she doesn't talk the way that Yoda does, or if Grogu right. doesn't, they're saying that something's completely wrong with Yoda. <laughs> it makes sense with Yaddle, but with Grogu, like, it doesn't matter if my parents, you know, spoke another language. If I'm raising, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to speak like that. So if Grogu speaks completely normal, that makes 100% sense. I just yeah. want to point it out there, just <laughs> because I probably will argue with someone on Twitter over this when uh, Grogu no. speaks. <laughs> I get that, yeah, because Grogu, yeah, you'd think he'd, he'd take after, like, Din's yeah. speech patterns and, and yeah. accent and whatever. But Yoda and Yaddle, if if their whole planet spoke right. like that, like, it would kind of make sense. I get that, yeah. Hopefully, I, I guess we'll see. I think we're seeing Yaddle and potentially voiced by, like, Bryce Dallas Howard. That's what I saw. Oh, wow. That's what right. I, I saw that on Twitter and today. We're getting I don't know if that was, like, real uh, or just the bullshit but i was like that's, yeah, interesting. And that's this week cool. isn't that the, the day that you're potentially listening to this on wednesday yeah. that, that drops yeah so yeah i'll be yep. sque- squeezing that in with uh with andor on wednesday when andor's wednesday show right yep when, uh, when, no, she wednesday, wednesday wednesday for star wars thursday for star trek boop boop right. there we go there, there we go uh all right let's get into some other questions so we heard about your perfect star wars story but what was the star wars story that got you into everything What's your introduction to Star Wars? All right. My introduction to Star Wars, I first had, it's. I could not tell you what this book was. It was literally just a book with Star Wars characters in it. And it kind of gave you like a brief, like, like Han Solo smuggled, like, that's it. It was like wow. Han Solo's best friend or something like, you know, it was very, very simple. And I just remember flipping through and I love it. And I actually have this, it's not the original one, but this game for the Game Boy Color. I don't know how... I used to beat this as a kid because I used to play this all the time. Can't get past the first level right now. I, I don't know why, but <laughs> this game, I would just stay for hours. I think winning. I'm not sure, but you know. <laughs> but I was playing it, and then I found it for sale. It was like four bucks, and I was like, "Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that." Absolutely. And then, yeah. So original trilogy, you know, those characters really got me into it. But the first movie I actually watched was Phantom Menace, and I remember wow. vividly and. It was just first thing, the first time I saw Star Wars, the pod race. And I was like, this is, I don't know, it might have came out when I was younger, but I think I only watched it when I was like maybe like 10 or 11. And I was like, this is out of this world, literally out of this world. And I just, <laughs> from then on, I loved it. Nice. So one, two, three, four, five, six, was that the order? Or did you just kind of like see them randomly being a kid and then kind of come back? Yeah, I saw, I saw them randomly being a kid. Uh, I watched clone wars like uh you know every now and then but i didn't really get into clone wars probably till like i don't know 2017 i used to stream in college oh, but right. yeah but then i kind of i think it was what 2019 probably like yeah a few months before covid i was mm-hmm. just sitting there and i was like you know what i'm just gonna watch all these movies it was right before it came off of netflix i think and i just haven't looked back since i haven't looked back since I always liked awesome. it, but now, you know, you graduate, you got a little bit of spending money, you know, you start buying all these, you know, lightsabers and a bunch of random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I'm, I'm happy you're in the Star Wars community. You're always, you're always uh, on Twitter, just kind of making the place a, a better place. So that's, that's always appreciate appreciated. It. I appreciate uh, it. What is your favorite movie? A New Hope, hands down. New Hope, all right. A New Hope. I, I think a lot of people think there's like not a lot that goes on to it, but that was like, that was the start of it all. The magic. Right. Luke, yeah. the two sons, the sunset, you know, the score in the background. Right. Come on. That yeah. is ours to me. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. yeah. And Absolutely. representing, you know, his looking to the future, never his mind down, where he was 
what oh, yeah. he was doing. But yeah, that is by by doing that and having that desire. That is how he saves the galaxy. Oh yeah. So put you put that in your pipe of electric lettuce and smoke it there, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing the electric lettuce. I like. I know. It's a good one. You know what? Uh, You didn't make it up. No, I definitely didn't. Uh, (laughs) Favorite character? Favorite character. I struggle with favorite character. I will uh, will give you a few. Um, Luke, Yoda, Darth Bane. Oh, Maul and Maul. Something about Maul is, you know, it's him and the Phantom Menace just... I wish that I had seen the original trilogy before I saw The Phantom Menace because I just imagine that people, when they saw that double-bladed lightsaber, went wild. But something about Maul and then then listening or, like, you know, reading the books, you know, like I'm reading Darth Plagueis right now and, like, he's in that a little bit and just seeing him. He developed so well. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. they brought him back. Spoiler for anyone who has not watched anything in the past, like, 10 (laughs) years. But but he does come back, yeah. (laughs) But... so interesting him you know being raised like pretty much from birth as a sith you know just i would have loved to see if he had not died but you know it was or died twice died the first time and then (laughs) second time (laughs) for sure yeah super interesting character like yeah And, and one yeah again like in the movie he was cool but then the character got so much depth oh yeah It's just incredible to see the animated stuff can do. Oh, what about you guys? What are your favorite characters? Luke and Din. I've been a Luke guy uh, since birth, and uh, yeah, (laughs) his 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 whole story, his you know heroic grumpiness, which you know when you get to be my age, you know in your late forties, is 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 a natural state. So (laughs) I got it. I mean, no matter what, but yeah, in just uh, yeah. And and Mark Hamill in general as an actor and as a media personality. Oh yeah, is it's just so night and day from what you understand as a child to what, the way you see him as an adult being an adult yourself. So yeah, it's awesome. He's awesome. A lot of great characters he's voiced too. A lot of great. Mm-hmm. Characters. His Joker's just still defining Joker for me. Oh yeah, his uh, Joker, his Ozai. If you guys ever watched Avatar, his Ozai was just unbelievable. Fire the Fire Lord Ozai. Oh man. I forgot that it was him, and then I read something. I was like, "That's why it was so familiar." But yeah, <laughs> he always he always nails it. He always nails it. He does. He really does. Uh, if you had force powers, would you tend to go light side or dark side? Especially now, learning about what you want to write about, this is an interesting question. Which is why I struggle with it. I think that the dark side—it's exactly what Yoda says. You know, kind of like. Seems a lot cooler, you know, you do a lot more like right off the get-go as opposed to, you know, you're, you're, you're light side, you kind of got to train and find that piece. But once you find that piece, you know, some of these Jedi, especially I love like Legends and all that. And some of these guys, unbelievable. I don't know. I, I think that if the Jedi didn't weren't so high on their morals, I think I would more easily like just pick light side. But, you know, I feel like 99% of what happens in Star Wars is because the Jedi are just like, yeah, we're above all this. We're not gonna. We're not gonna really like interact with this or do something. But mm-hmm. I think I might still lean light. But I don't know that that middle always just kind of you know kind of tugs at me. But dark side, definitely some cooler stuff. Definitely some yeah. cooler stuff in the dark side. 
We've had so many people be like, I'd love to be good side, but I can't give up force lightning. And it's like, there's something about that, uh, that cool factor. It's just crispy. like, you know what, yeah. especially when you played in the Oculus and you start, you know, like electrocuting everything, you're like, all right, if this is anything like what this feels like, then yes, definitely dark side. hundred <laughs> percent. Give me that crispy chicken. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what is your lightsaber color of choice? Before I watched Clone Wars, I always thought it'd be cool to have a black lightsaber. And then Ooh. I saw Clone Wars. The Darksaber. Anything that I imagined for a dark, for a black lightsaber, the Darksaber is way cooler. So <laughs> I, I was just thinking, you know, it's like a normal shaped lightsaber, but it was black. And, you know, they have like the it looks like cracking inside of it, you know, with the, the light and the white kind of peeking through. I absolutely think that if. If I could wield the dark saber, I absolutely would. The, hands down. If not that, then maybe Mace Windu's, you know, like purple lightsaber. All right, solid answer. I think you're the first person to say the dark saber. How can you not? Like I, I always thought a black lightsaber was cool, and then I saw the dark saber, and it was way better than what I thought it would be. That's badass. I Nailed like it. it. Yeah, that is such a just an iconic lightsaber. Just the whole design, not even just the yeah. blade, like. The, the hilt is just like the whole thing is just like top notch. I like weird Neat. lightsabers like Gunji's probably one of my favorite all time oh, yeah. lightsaber designs just because it's oh, yeah. it's just wood and it's so different. Clean. And I, I just very, love very that. Clean. Yeah. The way that so the dark saber bounces off Din's armor too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Can't wait to see them back. Uh, all right. Favorite affiliation. So, like, if you could hang with a group for a day or a week or indefinitely, would it be, like, the Jedi, Bounty Hunters? You going and hanging out with, like, just general Rebels, Sith, Ewoks? We're not going to judge you. Like, <laughs> you know, like, bears for the win. <laughs> well, I wasn't considering Ewoks, but if you say that, <laughs> um, I would like to hang out maybe, like, some of the old Republic Jedi. Not necessarily mm-hmm. some of you know, oh, yeah. like I'd like to hang out with Quinlan Voss anytime, but he, he sounds like a great time. Very played yes. very loose with the rules, but uh I would love to play with them. I don't know, I feel like the Sith they're just you know, like Palpatine never shows any emotion, you know, Maul definitely never shows any emotion well sometimes, but I don't know. I'd really like to hang out with them and I don't know if I'd want to be lectured mm-hmm. by some of the you know, Jedi council members of, you know, like the prequel era. I don't, mm-hmm. know. I don't like that. Yeah. Like no, I, I think you're you're definitely onto something for me anyway with like Quinlan Voss, uh, like him, like Qui Gon, to another, yeah. like you know the, the, oh, those the him. Jedi that were like, uh, were like a little bit more hippie or like off the beaten path kind of thing, and we did see a lot of that in like the High Republic, Old Republic kind of days of like explore the Force how you want to as long as you're kind of not a dick. Yeah. So that's yeah, I, I like that. That's good. Um. And because of I, I added this one just for you. Favorite Star Wars book? Like I said, currently I'm reading Plagueis. That one's awesome. I think that the Darth Bane trilogy might be one of the best just pieces of what media, I don't know, that I've ever consumed, whether it's watched or read, anything. I love him, you know, diving deep into like Sith holocron and Sith teachings, you know, and like learning more, you know, talks about some of the Sith from the past and, you know, things that they do. And, you know, you learn more about, you know, him kind of coming and 
putting uh, together the rule of two and, you know, training Darth Santa. And it was just, that trilogy was a wild ride and I definitely recommend it for anyone. Um, you really get a lot and there's a lot of lore. I'm a big uh, lore nerd. You know, I just love any sort of like continuity that it shows and they really nailed it. They nailed it. Nice. Awesome. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, of course. Uh, all right. I think we, we know a little bit more about you. We've, we've cracked into your head and, and, and pulled out what we could. So let's, let's talk about some news. Because there's there's at least one exciting story going on. It's, it's uh, been a little bit slow the last couple of weeks, but we we just got this is kind of breaking today. So take everything with a grain of salt, uh, because yeah, this one's um, this one's trying to keep under wraps. They said they weren't going to announce any new films, and then this one kind of leaked as a secret Star uh-huh. Wars film right. from Damon uh, Lindelof and. Um, Miss Marvel's uh, Charmaine Obaid Chinoy. I hope I got that right. I think, I think uh, you she's, she's going to be yeah. directing that one. Even um, three minutes ago, if you refresh Google, oh, I love the cat. I don't hey. think she agrees. I don't <laughs> think she agrees. She's very skeptical. Um, yes. Yeah, so, what were you saying so. there, Louis? <laughs> three minutes ago? Three minutes ago, if you refresh it, there's still like new news coming in about it, about where oh, it went. It could be taking place and right. Yeah. It seems like it's a big story. I mean, you know, my, like I said, and I, I mentioned this in the pre-roll, but my initial skepticism is, and you know, Mark and I are still reeling from the fact that we want an X-Wing movie. We want Patty Jenkins, you know, rogue squad movie of, of action, you know, the dog fighting the world war two style. And then it's going to be this or Ryan John, you know, there was a, another rumor last week, Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still alive or this thing or that thing, or what are they going to say? Tarantino is instead of doing, not doing star <laughs> Trek, he's going to now not do star Wars or whatever, uh, you know, and it was just Kathleen Kennedy back at New York comic-con, I believe it was, which was le- last month. Oh, we're not going to have any star Wars movie announcements for two years, whatever it is. I just, uh, I, I feel like we're to the point with this kind of stuff where I'm believing what I see and that's just kind of where it ends. You know yep. what I mean? I agree completely. I feel like a lot of uh, news that we've gotten recently from Star Wars is, you know, even with like games, you know, they're working on, you know, remake of Old Republic. Oh, they're not doing it anymore. You know, they're doing this game. Oh, they're not doing it anymore. And then what was it? how many trilogies have gotten put, put off? You know, Ryan Johnson, some came out the other uh, something came out the other day saying that uh, he still plans on doing one of his movies you know, or his trilogy, but they don't know when. And they're like just trying to take their time. I get it. I appreciate it if they're trying to take their time, you know, like make something good. But it also feels like they're just telling us things <laughs> just because they think we want to hear them. Like, give us some concrete news. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, right now it's just vaporware. It's like Ryan yeah. Johnson, uh, Taika Waititi, Catholic, you know, it's like, it's just, I don't know, like. It's, I, I kind of get why Kathleen Kennedy was like, I'm just going to shut up. Yep. And then this kind of leaked. And I don't know kind of who leaked. I'm reading it on deadline, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, so at least reputable websites are posting this, but did it come yeah, from yeah. a source? And it's, it's kind of interesting that they have like a writer and a director attached to it, especially a director who's worked with Disney on a successful project that's well-reviewed that they probably want to kind of lock down for another project. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that this is, is something real, but again, yeah, like you guys kind of said, take it, take it with a grain of salt and like 
when are we going to like, apparently they're just working on the script right now. So this is yeah. mm-hmm. years away potentially from, from right, anything real. writers or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably do. Uh, I do. <laughs> So, Louis, you you said that they're still kind of speculating, and and potentially kind of you know there's there's things coming out like when this could be set, um, who could be in it, all that kind of stuff. I saw something right before we started recording that was saying this could be set after the sequels with some sequel characters potentially. Yeah, I know a couple of weeks ago we speculated like, um, you know, uh, John Boyega said he was just done, flat out like, don't call me, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Do you guys want this to be set kind of close with those characters without John? I know we talked like there was a big upheaval. I asked on Twitter, like, would people want John Boyega's Finn to be recast? And it was overwhelmingly not a freaking chance. Mm-hmm. Like, do not recast. <clears throat> you you so, can't cast him. No, I don't think so. And 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 but- I I can't argue with that. Like. I mean, my son's name's Finn. The character has a lot of meaning to me and John Boyega's portrayal and John Boyega as a person. Oh, I don't, yeah. it's, it's Mark Hamill. I don't want mm-hmm. to think about, you know, that, that kind of replacement. Uh, but I'm also not sure if I just want like a Ray story without Finn after like, what, how do you explain that? Like, oh, you know, Finn went off on vacation <laughs> like I'm uh, on vacation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I don't know. So that they just drive a dump truck full of money up to John Boyega's house and are like, please? Or do they do something different? What do you guys want from this? And, and again, this is, you know, we're we're hours after this drop leaked, whatever. Um what's what's your initial feeling on this, uh Louis? I, you definitely can't recast, but it just has to make – I feel like they didn't really leave us in a place where, like, we could even guess what could come next. You know, like, the mm-hmm. last thing was literally, you know, I'm Ray Skywalker. Okay, now what? Are you going to – you know, are you building a new Jedi school, a new Jedi order? Who else is coming along in the galaxy? Because it, the Empire's already gone. You know, the First Order's gone at this point. You know, so it has to make sense, and – I don't know. I feel like maybe yeah, I, I'm I'm for it. I I enjoyed the sequels. They're not they're not my favorite, but I I enjoyed them. There were definitely a lot of moments that I enjoyed in them. The, visually, it was spectacular. But I think maybe they'd be better off just kind of moving away from that entire timeline in general, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, just exploring something else. It could be way in the past. Could be you know like hundred years in the future. I feel like that's a lot harder because I feel like no one really explored anything towards the future of star wars but it's just as long as it makes sense i'm okay with it i would not want them to recast finn i think that they kind of they hyped him up at first and then they kind of didn't you know really do him justice like you know as the movies progressed i would love to see them you know kind of give him his redemption i think that you know a lot of ex- people expected that once he picked up that lightsaber that he was going to end up being a Jedi, you know, stormtrooper turned Jedi, you know, like that, that'd be incredible. So maybe we get to see something of that. I don't know if it's too far gone at this point, but right. You know, would be, would be ideal. Charlie, what about you? You know, I, uh, I, I, I can't give a great answer simply because I don't have that 
deep of a layer with these characters the way that they didn't really connect with me in the same fashion. I loved Poe and I loved Ray. I, I never really warmed up to the character of Finn. I'm sorry. Um, I thought, you know, I thought his behavior in particular, unless I in particular was reprehensible. So I never, I never really clicked with him. So, um, and we, we've talked a lot of times, not only on this show, but certainly over on SFU prime about, you know, if we're really going to be bold with star Wars, let's push super far out or super far back yes. and start, and start mm-hmm. over with something. Here's a thousand years in the future, or we're back to KOTOR, which is at least a thousand, five thousand years back, whatever it is. I mean, that I, I would like to see something big and bold, um, but I could see, I, I think recasting is absurd um, because I think they don't really have so much to go on with the character of Finn that it, that having him there would make it integral. And I don't mm. see how they could do it without the character, without John Boyega. So it would have to be the ongoing Ray story or the ongoing Ray plus Poe story or, or whatever it is. But yet to, to think about uh, recasting, it just doesn't, just doesn't really click with me. Yeah. Mm. I don't see it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, for me, I, I think Louie, I think you kind of said it kind of what I was thinking. If, if they can't get John back, um, said i don't even know if it has to be exactly like a hundred years um but i'm thinking like the opening crawl is like uh you know ray skywalker has died and you said it whatever it is 60 80 years however you know old she gets to be and then that's the opening crawl is she's she's dead you know the skywalkers are a new form of jedi that she's trained up uh to be peacekeepers and they're fighting whatever the hell and here's your MacGuffin and have fun and it's you know that way you kind of tie it to what happened a little bit but you're and you're only jumping you know like whatever 50 60 80 yep. years in the future whatever it is so it's not that disconnected from everything and you can still have like Grogu kind of make an appearance or something or like you know some semblance of ties but you don't need everything you know you can have like an elderly broom kid kind of thing and Grogu hanging out <laughs> Whoa. Uh, the, no. the, the, the battle for broom kid goes on <laughs> I really like that's one of the things about the sequels that I was just like okay now where are you going with this because they just right. nothing nothing and I'm okay if you know they were doing in like hinting at something but it's like all right now let's just never get back to it again and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah, pretty pretty crazy. It's uh, like, yeah. So and and that kind of stuff for me. I, like I already mentioned, I'd love to see some of that fleshed out more in like an animated series. Think of what the Clone Wars animated series did for the prequels. Like watching the prequels after watching the Clone Wars is so much more emotional. You have so much oh, yeah. more attachment to the characters, and you know so much more about what's going on. And I think the sequels could benefit from that as well but then you could also do movies that are a little bit more detached or whatever so uh i guess we'll see hopefully if this is a real project we'll see where it goes in the next couple of years um but until then we have andor to enjoy so let's get into our little recap uh refresh of andor six and seven as usual we're not going to be doing super in-depth breakdowns of these uh charlie i saw you you put up I some did. notes i did it's i do i do this on my show just because trying to riff it from memory is a little difficult and, and i don't yeah. put it here so that we can read it but it's nice if i'm talking i said well blah blah this guy what the hell was his name nobody knows and then this guy and th- who is that guy nobody knows so this way we got some notes 
I appreciate it. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, I, I do want to say, ask you guys what you thought overall. But the first thing I have to read is from Peanut, friend of the show, oh, at Race Sky Goat on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you're not following Peanut, just, just pause right now. Just go follow Peanut. She's amazing. Uh, so I, th- I said, what did you think overall of these episodes? And her response was, it was some beautiful, mind the language, fucking Star Wars. Uh, God, the emotions. Um, and imagine me saying that in a delightful British accent, and it'll be um, half as uh, delightful as, as Peanut would be. Um, I think that might be the only response I got back. I don't think there's anything on Discord. Let me check very quickly. No, there's not. Okay. So, with that, what did you guys think overall, Louis? Oh no, go go ahead. You, you had some, Charlie. I didn't no. know. I was going to say uh, that's why I have the notes here. Um, this show continues to burn along slowly, and I still can't make my mind up. And this is what you and Peter and I talked about last time: if it's worth it that it's burning this slowly, or if it needs to be burning this slowly. If it doesn't need to be boom bang pow more stuff going on if it's too talky i know that both in 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 the core og uh sfu brain trust of myself and todd extra and john sear we were college roommates that got this all started together i'm the only person still watching the show because the two of them have just pieced out it's too it's too slow even for somebody who is pretty serious about star wars like john is and for somebody like Todd, who is really take it or leave it with Star Wars, you could kind of see where he's pieced out of it. You know, it's just, it's not, it's different enough that somebody who's very action-oriented and stuff that they enjoy, like Oxtra, it's not enough for him. Um, and even to my point, it's just, we, 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 we threw a rod and the car's not driving fast enough. You know, we, we've we've got 12 episodes, and, and I said from the jump, well, they dropped the first three at the same time because if they dropped the first one, nobody would have watched the second one um, outside of the very, very hardcores. And I consider myself to be, to have a pretty hardcore. Um, but again, you know, my question is, could they be doing more with the time that they have? Or is it going to turn into like the last five minutes of an episode of Star Trek where like, Damn it, we got to wrap stuff up, and blah, 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 and all this stuff happens. So, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, back, you know, on on you know the the corpos on his home planet, whose name I'm already forgetting. Was that all worthwhile? Is his you know quest to find his sister is that worthwhile? Is that going to circle back around? Because again, we have two 12 episode seasons, which is longer than anything else that we've had. <laughs> in Disney plus star Wars so far. But the question is, I'm still, I'm still waiting for the why, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it might just be foolish enough for me to think that I, as a consumer of this media can figure out where, you know, that somebody's driving the bus that it's really going to be like, Oh, there we go. All the threads of coalescing something that now it's, it's set and or on this inexplicable path, because again, this is five years prior to BBY and then season two is is one year prior to Rogue One, essentially, I believe is how they, they have it splayed out. So where do the threads come together? You know, how, how arrogant am I that I'm like, well, I just remember the right, it's too boring or whatever it is. That's, that, 
see, that's one of the problems that I had. And like, it was, you know, if, if the threads aren't interesting enough, when they come together for a sweater, you're still going to be like, that was some boring fucking thread. Yeah. Like, this is you know, a boring like the, sweater. The sweater could be like a, a very competent sweater, but like, damn, why did you have to pick beige? Like, there are other. I, it is, it is a very beige it. sweater of a Star Wars, it's, though, isn't it? And and for me, like episode six, especially, like that's what I've been waiting for. It was high tension, high stakes, emotional action, like reasons to fight. Looking at what the empire is doing to cultures and things and, and it like finally kind of gave me a reason to be like oh this is where cassian kind of gets in he sees it ground level um louis what 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 are your thoughts on on six and seven um i will say i'll agree with what charlie was saying earlier if they not had not released the first three episodes at the same time i think that they would have had a lot of different results because you know it it really was nice the way that it was like all three of them kind of tied into each other. If they were all alone, I don't, I don't know how like much it would have made sense or how much it would draw people in. But these last two episodes, I think have by far been the best two. Um, I think that the actors are just absolutely nailing just the suspense, you know, that they have, you know, Mon Mothma, even walking through her, her own place, you know, uh, talking to this take guy whose face I do not trust. I don't know mm -hmm. why. He has a look about him that I cannot trust, but you know, even her like talks like faking a smile. She's like, you know, she says to him too, you know, fake that smile, like look like you're laughing. I think they're doing a really good job doing that. You know, just walking around, uh, you know, even uh, was it Gorn? You know, walking around, you know, in the the Imperial base that he was, you know, betraying. But you know, that's just such a huge risk, and I, I loved it. The visuals in the eye were crazy. Um, I think that. What I like about it is I feel like their interactions are pretty realistic. I feel like in a lot of shows, they don't really like even in books, sometimes the stars I'll be reading and everyone in the room knows what's going on, you know, about a specific event or a specific mission. And they're still explaining and saying out loud, like, why are they doing that? You know, everyone in the room already knows what you're talking about. So obviously it's to explain to the audience, but in, I noticed in episode five, they had someone new come in, you know, so it wasn't like this guy's just explaining like what the eye is to everyone in the room who's already saw it, you know, and already knows what it is. So I like how it's pretty authentic. I like even like the deaths. I feel like they were very sudden, you know, and it wasn't some long emotional drawn out, you know, like, oh, no, he's dying. Like, nope, they get shot. They're done because that's exactly what it is. You know, you're in the heat of battle. You know, you got to keep doing, you have this mission that you got to, you know, you got to complete. There's no time to, you know, be sobbing over. You get Val saying just one, no, you know, and that's it. You know, like you got to keep it going. And I, I appreciate that they're being realistic. The scene with the TIE fighters chasing the freighter up on the eye. I thought that was another, you know, like kind of magical, you know, it's obviously a lot better graphics than way back in the day. But I think that that was Star Wars. I think anytime you have TIE fighters, you can't really go wrong with it. Mm -hmm, but the sound, the just saying tie fighters you know exactly the sound comes to your mind it's yeah. just I, i've loved it i've loved it so far well at least the last two episodes the other ones i i enjoyed but i love the last right. two episodes for sure yeah, you're sticking with it at least yeah I, I mean we we're all sticking with it obviously but it's but, just it's just it's a tough slog but it's le it, it's less tougher it's a different kind of difficult than like the book of boba fett was where it's like all oh, this yeah. 
doing anything. And we loved Boba Fett, but this is like Darth Vader as Anakin. You know, we just, yeah. you know, we, we had enough with that. We, we, we could love and respect Darth Vader when he wasn't a whiny teenager whining about how he doesn't like sand. You know, it just, you, you gave us too much and, and it destroyed our concept of this character. So, I mean, we, we didn't have a lot of casting to go on to, but what we had was really great. So right. um, my, my fear is that, is this, is this a, a dilution of what makes this character great? Or because he seems just as grumpy and emotionally inaccessible at the beginning of the series is when we meet him in Rogue One. So it's not like, you know, they come along and he's this happy-go-lucky, slappy guy like, dee, 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 and mm-hmm. something happens and they're like, no, I'm a serious rebel guy and I'm the captain of rebel intelligence. Right. You know what I mean? So I just, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm watching with, with wonder and a little bit of, you know, I just, a little bit of uncertainty. Um, but, but we're in, this is episodes, these, these are episodes six and seven. Uh, we have, uh, you know, a few left and, you know, where's this going to wrap before this big time jump? Yeah, I have some theories on that, but I, I want to ask, uh, Louis, you mentioned a couple, like the character moments with, with Mon Mothma, the, the scenes of like the eye, which I thought was some of the most breathtaking Star Wars. Any other character scenes or, or scenes in general that stand out to you guys? Uh, um, I thought Nemec's death was uh, unexpected. I figured most of them would die, but yep. I just mm-hmm. I didn't expect that that's how it was going to end up. Um, right. I thought... Um, at, was it? Yeah, Admiral Yularen. Uh, oh yeah, and he spoke to Palpatine. You know, I thought that. I was like, oh man, Cyril. I I think that that's the guy, Cyril. Right, that's his name. I mm-hmm. do, not, do. So far, mm-hmm. don't care about him. Don't like. There's just yeah. He just sounds like a guy who is just very uptight, and you know, I, I don't know what his deal he's, is. He's he's the Norman Bates of Star Wars. I don't think I think we're going to see the skeleton of his mother in a chair at some point. That's what I yeah think. something. Oh, yeah. Like that. But like right now, tough. He's a tough character to like. He's a tough character to see on screen. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if they're going for this, you know, boring character, then they nailed it. They nailed right. it. And I think that might be what what they are going for. You know, like he's a very serious guy, very by the book guy. And I think that that's what they're going for. And I think he's. Like I said, I think a lot of these actors are nailing what they're supposed to be doing. But when you nail a character that's really, really boring, he comes out really, really boring. And it, it's very hard. And I, I hope that we get more out of him because, you know, it's just more Star Wars. But I don't know. I think – I don't know. Did you guys notice when Mon Mothma was talking to Luthen? Uh, was it Clea? She was in the back. I think she was recording or listening in. Is she the spy? Is she against him? Or was she recording that for him? Yeah, I, I, they, like every every episode, there's that little thing that you're like, "Oh, I gotta watch. I gotta see where that's going." Yeah, I can't trust anyone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. No, right. right. There's some good tense parts. Yeah, right. Uh, I loved uh, the just little things, like aside from those like big parts or like the the cool little um, the the pilots getting into the hanging tie fighters. Oh yeah, awesome. yeah hell uh, yeah. And then anytime I can get like smaller planetary, like tribe cultural stuff in Star Wars, like I, I love the, 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 you know, group looking uh, at the, the eye and all that kind of stuff brought me back to like the book of Boba Fett and learning more about the, uh, the, the sand people and that kind of stuff. Yep. Right. 
I love that. Just kind of galaxy building, not even world building. Um, it's great. And then the shot that put Han and Greedo to shame. Holy tap dancing shit. That one just like got me just man. The, uh, yeah. With the two of them talking about, yeah. Oh yeah. We it can work. It was quick. Like just. And yeah, right. that's another thing that they do. Well, Cause I feel like in something like this, you just expect, I feel like once you saw it, you're like, Oh yeah, that makes a hundred percent sense. Why didn't I see it coming? You know, like, yeah. and I figured I was like, I, there was a point where I was like, oh, he's gonna kill him, and then he didn't. I was like, all right, I guess he's not. Boom, dead. You know, and I was like, all right, didn't care for Skeen at all. Uh, for, I, I didn't care for that guy at all. Tell you that much. I thought it was gonna be a test. I thought he was gonna be like, okay, well, you, you know, like, yeah. I thought Andor was gonna be like, no, we're not gonna do that. And he was like, good, that was a test. Okay, now you're in. And instead, it's just like bam, you're done. Like it scared the shit out of me because I was just, my mind was going in a complete other direction of like, you know, he's, he's acting as this like selfish shithead and like saying he wants to take off with, with, you know, 50, 50, whatever, leave the others. And, you know, I really hook, line and sinker thought that was a test. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do love some of the lines that dropped in in episode seven as well. Uh, Mon Mothma's, uh, I've learned from Palpatine. I show you the stone in my hand so you miss the knife at your throat. She's, playing. She's not playing at all. Uh, and then it was, uh, the, the Empire is choking us so slowly we're starting not to notice. The time has come to force our hand. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty amazing oh, as well. Yeah. Just like <clears throat> very, very iconic Star Wars kind of lines of like – right. Just you're seeing these seeds of the rebellion that, yeah, they're 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 just fed up. They're like we we've always seen like they're the rebels, they're the good guys. But like this right. is more, I think, I find just like they're fed up. They're I'm I'm really getting like that underground rebels kind of the turning know, point. I think we're we're starting to see, you know the turning point. Right. It's right. like we're not we're not taking this anymore. It's been too long. You know we've all been under their thumb. Nobody's enjoying it. And they're starting. That's exactly said. Like even uh, Marva, she was like, "I don't care." She was like, "You can't beat the Empire," and she said, "Yeah, not not running. I can't. You know, not yeah. if I run." Mm-hmm. So that was that was another good line, and I I think that this was uh, they're doing a good job at showing people really just getting fed up. I I honestly thought the Aldani people were going to have some sort of role in that mission. Right. I yeah. that had, Me too. But I guess not. But yeah, Charlie, what about you? Any any like standout scenes, lines? I mean, I think you nailed it. Uh, I, I think the, the the ending bit that we got at the end of episode seven were like, uh, yeah, somebody, you know, he's sitting in that court and they're like, oh, man, you're my fifth case this week. And oh, I got him. You know, it's too bad you didn't have this infraction a week ago, which he did nothing. He was wandering through and some tr- short trooper comes along and then a robot comes along and chokes him like, you stay here. Uh, you're in jail for six years. Uh, you know, too bad that things change because of these recent laws or whatever. But, you know, if you spit on the sidewalk, you got to go to jail. So, I mean, obviously that's not going to last for about a second. And within the first three minutes of the next episode, he's going to be on his way. Yes, I speak. Have, I, have, I have theories. I do Please. as well. I hope your theory is the same as mine. I think okay. it is. Does it tie okay. in with Ezra's family? Say it again. Does it tie in with Ezra's parents? Ezra's parents. Oh, no. No. Oh, I okay. Hear that, <laughs> so this season takes place during 5 BBY, which right. is when 
Ezra Bridger joins the Spectres. Um, Ezra's parents are in jail at this point. And somewhere we know that this season's going to be taking some time jumps and the rest of the seasons are all going to be taking some time jumps. Uh, so at some point during the next year or two, uh, Ezra's parents are in jail. They hear a message from Ezra and they lead a breakout attempt where everyone escapes but them. Uh, Does Cassian uh, meet Ezra's parents and do they break him out of jail while sacrificing himself? Really? Did not even enter the orbit of the sphere of the galaxy that I would have ever thought of such a thing. I know that we're not getting fan service, but like... Right. Well, but you say we're not getting fan service, but as Lothian's walking around the shop, it's, you know, they they have the Shankara stones are in the background there. You know what I mean? So there's fan service that goes far above and beyond. I'm okay. I'm a fan. Service me. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That's what she said. What? Oh, my God. No, that's not going to work. So, Uh, all right. And I don't know exactly the year that the, the parents die, and it could be. You know, and again, I don't know where this season's going to end up. If there's going to be a bit of a time jump, is he going to be in prison for a bit? I, he's not, not going to live out that six year sentence because oh, oh God, this happens. You know, six years would take him after the Battle of Yavin, which we know he's not in prison for. Uh, Louis, what was your your theory then? If it's completely different than mine, I saw one that, and it's a good point. When I rewatched it, I noticed this as well. He looks younger. He doesn't have the scar from the shot. It could be a flashback. It could be because he, he, he does look younger when I saw it. I feel like in the money box that he had over the shower, there wasn't much in there. There's no way that that would have been the result of this big heist that he just pulled off. And uh, what was it? The a woman he was talking to made it seem like they were kind of like established there. Like they knew already knew people there. But this mm-hmm. seems like it was only like it didn't give any – time jump from when we last saw him on Ferrix to this, you know, so I think it could be a flashback maybe when he was looking for his sister, especially because Marva had just told him to stop looking for it. And maybe he was thinking back about something, but I don't know. It seems like he's not that far removed from leaving Ferrix, but, but who knows? I don't know. The Ezra one, I I like, I like that one better. (laughs) Yeah. You're thinking they stuck in a a secret time jump and it's just going to be kind of a bait and switch. Yeah. Uh, kind of where he learned his skills potentially like mercenary for hire. It makes sense that he spent a little bit of time in jail and came out with some certain skills. Yeah. I also feel like him just like looking around, it was so naive, you know, like such like, I feel like as like someone who's like a spy and like constantly undercover, he would know to not always just, you know, be looking over his shoulder. He looks suspicious, you know, but yeah, you think like a a seasoned Cassian would kind of be able to talk his way out of that. Right. scout trooper just being like what are you doing on the beach right, yeah, right. something <laughs> he just kind of was just I'm, like oh, i'm shit, doing something yeah <laughs> i'm being sketchy what's it to you uh, <laughs> man, yeah that's uh i like that too i can't right. go wrong with either of those theories uh charlie do you have a theory of what we're going to see next oh kind of gosh no I, I i guess i i am kind of flying by the seat because i was just like drag, 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 drag. Oh, now something's happening. But yeah, I guess I guess I was reeling to the point that I didn't really have another idea of what could happen next. So yeah, I'm theoryless. 
So I'm mm-hmm. going into this uh, I'm a, a, a somewhat lack of boldness. So I'm just ready to take on what comes next. So, yes, amazing. I'm a fan service man. There we go. That's our new catchphrase. Thanks to Louis. Like Louis, that's our new catchphrase. I'm a fan service man. Uh, this and just popped in my head as well. Uh, this could be when we meet K2. Like he could just repurpose a KX droid and right. yeah. K2 and helps him escape and fuck it. There we go. If there was something that makes me think think that this isn't a flashback, it would be that that you know just met him and you know and that's how everything happens and yeah maybe reprograms him something I don't know. But yeah. a few ways out of it. I I do I love the thinking of that that flashback bit though. That's really that was, cool. That, that, that was not my idea. I saw someone floated on Twitter and I just kind of built on it and then I was watching it again and then I was like, you know what, this makes a lot of sense. All right. I've got like when it, when it was like you're going to jail i started like i've got pages of like like ezra's parents like when were they in jail when do they die <laughs> enough before uh and i just finished this episode today as well a little behind the scenes i, I was a little delayed i didn't get to watch it on the weekend like i usually do uh so i finished that and then i was like he's going to prison what year is this oh who else is in prison what else happened right there uh, it's gonna, so it marks pulling out, pulling out his vision board that's how it is now especially like having twitter like i just got into like star wars twitter kind of recently probably in march and there's so many different ways now to look at things, you know, looking for Easter eggs, you know, and looking for like little connection of what else is going on during this time that I could link this to and possibly try to figure out where, what direction that they're going in. And, you know, I would have never thought, you know, it's like you said, wasn't even this nowhere in my mind was that thought that he could meet Ezra's parents and I'm on board. I, I feel (laughs) that I feel that that's exactly what's going to happen now. (laughs) And, well, you, you heard it here first, folks, or maybe not. I don't know. Someone else probably theorizing this uh, as well. Um, I think that's about it, though, fellas. We're, we're, we're coming up on an hour. Is there anything else about these episodes or about what you'd like to see? Are you still on board? Are you still happily watching every week, Louie? I am. I am. I wish that I would just take off every Wednesday morning and watch it, you know, when it comes out. Can't do it. Been trying to sleep earlier, but I, I still watch the second I get home from work. Sometimes I'll leave work early, early just to watch it. Are we getting Andor? So Andor comes out for Wednesday, and Wednesday's the 26th, so we're getting both of them on the same day? Yeah, they have. They, they do it with Star Trek sometimes, too. They're overlapping. The new show is starting while one is in. Lower Decks is ending and Prodigy is coming back this Thursday. So, yeah, they do it sometimes, but it's just... But the, the, the Star Wars drop, the Tales of Jedi, is just, it's like... Four shorts, shorts or six shorts? Yeah, something like that. I think, yeah. yeah. Pretty excited about them too, yeah. Yeah, good time. I asked this last time. I want to know, Charlie, if your opinion changed and and Louis, what your opinion is before we go. Do you think this show works better as week-to-week serial or do you think they should have dropped it all like they dropped the first three episodes? Do you think they just should have just done it all to make like – I think it was all available – it's Maybe just, just it's like, just too damn I'm slow. Power through, and, and it, yeah, it's it's not creating the stakes and the suspense mm-hmm. for it to be justifiably, or for for it to be, uh, you know, episodic or standalone. That would be one thing. For it to be like, uh, here's a bunch of like I said, if they didn't drop those first three episodes at once, nobody mm-hmm. would have made it past the first one because it was that glacial. So, yeah, 
I really, I really don't think so. Obviously, from a business standpoint, ostensibly from the you know ten thousand foot view, the Disney people are like, oh, we can't give them all the stuff at once because then everybody will leave. Well, nobody's gonna leave. You're pumping no. out all this various content. You got Marvel, you got Star Wars. Nobody's ever leaving. Okay, the hardcore, the people who are really into this shit, we're, we're lifers. We'll be our subscription will be continuing after we're in the ground. It's just you can't get away from it. Bleak. So yes, yeah, so <laughs> it, you're right. It would be it would be a credit to them to give us something that is a 12 episode film in sequence, right, right. away without all of this. So, but it is what it is. Um, you know, April and I were early risers. We watched this first thing on Wednesday before we start our day. We'll continue to do that. That's just the just the way it's going to be. So we'll be there. I'm hanging on for you know. I'm hanging on for bitter grip. Because that's my job, you know what I mean? Yeah, we we need to talk about it here. So I appreciate the the hanging on, uh, Louis. What about you? Do you do do you like the week to week, or do you think this series in particular would would feel better all dropped? Um, I think that this series definitely is better when you watch it. You know everything. I honestly, I even thought this about kind of the Kenobi series as well. Um, sure. I think that I, when I first watched, obviously, some of the episodes in Kenobi like really stood out to me, but. I thought some of them wasn't as great, but after everything came out, I rewatched the entire thing. And I've been doing that with Andor as well. I think when you watch them, you know, close together, one right after another, I think it flows a lot better. And, you know, you don't, you're not, it's not that you're left wondering. It's always nice that they leave you wondering what could be going on, but I feel like sometimes you really just don't know at all. And I feel like, like, you know, like Charlie was saying, the first three episodes, it's very tough to watch by the, by themselves. Um, but together it, it just flows better, you know, does it, I, I think maybe even a movie, like one movie of like, you know, pick out just like the most important parts. You could have like, and or a star Wars story or something like that. I think people would have loved that. That's kind of what I'm, I'm feeling of this of like, there, there's some fat that you could trim. There's, yeah. there's some, some beige that you could take out of the sweater and uh, it makes <laughs> it more interesting. <laughs> But I'm, oh I'm, glad, my uh, I'm, I'm hoping this finishes at a, at a, at a good point. We have a very right. interesting uh, poncho uh, at the end of it. Yes. It's not even a sweater at all. They, they surprised us. Right, poncho, poncho, blow it out. Make, give me, a, give me a poncho. Oh, ponchos are so big in Star Wars now. I thought that I was revolutionary when I gave my character a poncho, and then <laughs> while in order came out poncho, and then everything else you see in Star Wars now is a poncho and whatever. Okay. I love stuff. Like they say, it's called fashion. Look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Louis, thanks so much for joining us. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, This is, this is awesome. Tell people where they can find you on the internet. And, and, you know, if there's anything that can, can we find like your writing and stuff in, in any places, or is that kind of like your own thing? I've been thinking that I need to, well, for this book, I kind of want to keep it under wraps. Um, but I have other stuff that I've been working on and, um, some people are like, you know, I'll just release it, you know, chapter at a time or something like that, or even just short stories. I might start doing that. Maybe when I have some more time, I've been taking a lot of my time has been with the printing. This has been fun. Actually, I've been printing this for the Tales of the Jedi, uh, you know, so that's going to be that Inquisitor mask. So Ooh, I've been, nice. So <laughs> that's cool. It's been taking up a lot of time. So we'll see. We'll see how things go. Where you can find me is... Mark, you might know this better. My at Dins Jarn three two seven, maybe an underscore somewhere. We'll oh, see. Dins Jarn three two seven. Yeah, something like that. It but, yeah. will be in the show notes. You can just click it and just go right to you. 
yeah, yeah. Mark will give you the right answer. I, I, I honestly don't know sometimes, but <laughs> but you guys, I mean, honest, it's it's been great. I definitely would love to come back, and uh, you got it. Love tuning in. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much, man. There was a yeah, absolutely love to get you back. Charlie's not a big video game guy, but. I think we could we could get them caught up on uh, on some of the Vader Immortal because there's some really interesting lore stuff in there. Like, like I the, said, uh, g- the give me give, give, give me the, the cutscenes. Give me a cutscene movie to watch, and I'll be right there with you. Oh, absolutely, Mark. Did you did you get a like a decal for it for your Oculus? No. Look at this. Oh boy, here I we go. I think this is the coolest decal for an Oculus that I've ever seen. And oh, that's amazing. I just I saw it and I was like I have to get this and wow. I love wow. having over and playing with it because it just looks so awesome. That's but, awesome. Like is Etsy or something. Where where is yep, Etsy. Etsy? Okay, all right. I do I do, I I do love Etsy. Gotta, yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Awesome. Yep. That's a that's gonna happen. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, Charlie, you want to play us out? Well, first I can tell you where you can find me. <laughs> that's that's what I me. meant. That's what he meant. You can find me over on Twitter at the C3. I'm out there yicky yakking away and having a good old time. Uh, My lovely wife, April, and I also run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is one of the biggest chapters of the Star Trek International Fan Club in the world. Uh, You can find us at a website of that name and across all socials at that tag. I also do what I can to fill up uh, the coffers of content over on our Secret Friends Unite Facebook community. So find us there as well mark what about you you can find me everywhere on uh, twitter instagram tiktok uh and our discord channel as the underscore canardian uh love some people to join the discord we always have great talks going in there we've been talking a lot about virtual reality actually which uh, got, has me excited with the oculus stuff but oh. always some star wars and geeky chats going on in there as well most deaf sweet friends as always thank you for joining us i'm going to tell you that sharing is caring I keep on trucking May the force be with you. Force be with you. Yep. Andy with you. Rex, play us out. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.